Welcome to Season of Saccharin. I'm Holly. I'm Jeff. Join us as we count down to Christmas with 12 days of holiday movies. Episode 4, A Snow-Capped Christmas, or also known as Falling for Christmas. We watched it as Falling for Christmas, but... This is a Canadian film, so one of the names is English and one of them is French. Is a snow cap? Oh, that's so bad. No, that's really good. Oh, sn- no, you do it. Oh, snow cap Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oui, oui. Our girl Claire is an ice skater. And she hurts her foot in the first scene, and it's only four weeks away from nationals. So her trainer sends her to a rehab center in the mountains to get better in time. Now, is it nationals or is it regionals? Which comes first? It's regional nationals. Ooh, regional region nationals. Mm-hmm. So the first person she meets is a hunky handyman slash ex-hockey player who is also a single dad. So this is a ex-hockey player who has settled down in this town. This is his hometown? I'm not sure. Well, he's he was apparently a big deal, I guess, Wayne Gretzky style, because everybody knows his name. They have posters. He coaches a little league, hockey league. Right. In, well, not the whole league, just a team. And every kid has posters of him up on their wall. Overall, for the character being a sports player with a dark and brooding past, actually, this guy's pretty nice. I like him a lot. Oh, he's very lovable. I like him. His name is Luke. Um, Luke calls Claire a city folk at 11 minutes and 15 minutes. We have to establish that early on. Yeah, because there's no other way for us to know that someone's from a city than from a country person calling them city folk. Mm, You're forgetting she's wearing something they call Peter Pan boots. So even though this girl is a Canadian figure skater, she doesn't know how snow works. Her driver also doesn't know how snow works because they don't bring chains to go up to a mountain resort in Canada in the winter. Right. So car gets stuck. Is this like a long range Uber or is this like someone? I don't really understand (laughs) because this is kind of a nice car that she's in. and It's not like she's super wealthy, but I think it's like a. A Lincoln Town Car or something like that. Mm. Yeah, it definitely seems that her coach arranged it for her. Now, the coach, that's an interesting character. This is actually not a role you see very often in these kinds of movies. Is this sort of third-party character who doesn't really fit in into any of the molds. He's slightly antagonistic, but... You know, he's her coach, so he's looking out for her. He wants the best for her. Uh, He's definitely not a love interest. He's definitely not a love interest, but yeah, he is slightly antagonistic until later when he just goes full-blown villain. Yeah, about 20 minutes before the end of the movie, he becomes the villain. We're, We're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, though. More evidence that Claire does not understand how snow works She goes ice skating on a frozen lake that is clearly not yet frozen enough to skate on. And there's a sign that says, do not skate. And there's nobody else skating on it. Well, this was one of the funniest moments. (laughs) Because she's walking out onto the (laughs) lake. 
and then they did some post-dub audio. So, oh, no. you know, just as you're kind of watching her back go out, she said, you see her say, Hmm, this looks good enough. And it's so clearly dubbed after the fact, just because during editing they thought, she kind of seems like a dummy. Let's, let's have her say something. It ha- has not the effect that they're looking for, though, because she still seems super dumb, just walking right past the danger sign. But I would like to know more about the bus driver that lets her off 10 feet from the from this lake, this frozen lake. She asks the bus driver, she says, hey, can you just let me off here? And the bus driver goes, oh, sure. She might as well be saying, hey, could you just let me off here? I want to go die. Because she's carrying her ice skates with her. (laughs) And the bus driver says, huh, okay. She gets off the bus before the bus is even gone. She's already sitting on the bench, like I said, 10 feet from the lake, lacing up. So this bus driver just doesn't care about this city folk. Very irresponsible. Well, of course, who comes to save her from the cracking ice but Luke, her love interest? He, and oh, the worst thing in the world. He is, of course, yelling, get off the ice. And she's going, huh? What? Isn't she listening to music on her? I think she has headphones in. And even when she takes out her headphones, she's like, it's fine, you dummy. I don't know if that's true or if I'm making that up, but in my head, she's she's even resistant to his instructions to get off the ice. He defies gravity. <laughs> uh, she falls, she cracks through the ice, and he picks her up before she can fall through it. it the scene is very quick cut edited, and it's hard to understand what's happening. Because it's not physically possible, well, Jeffrey. Well, and because it's not actually happening, obviously. They they have her kind of standing precariously on some ice or ice or fake ice. And, fake ice. Definitely fake ice. And then it cuts to a shot of her foot cracking through. And then it cuts back to a shot of him leading her away. But there's a hole behind her. I don't even know if it showed the hole behind her. Oh, it showed the hole. But it was a was it a big hole? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a small figure skating girl-sized hole. So you know what, Canadians? Learn how to make a convincing action scene. I guess you could call that an action scene in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Also, doesn't everyone know that if the ice is cracking, you need to... Do the belly bet, slide. Do the belly slide. Do what the penguins do. Pretty soon, through a series of whatevers, I don't even remember what happened, the family has a great fun time in the snow together. Luke has got to take care of her because apparently her foot hit an inch of cold water, so he needs to take her to his house uh, to warm up. And when she's there, she meets his daughter, Shamani. Shamone. Yes, spelled Shamanix. It's a very intense name for a not very intense little girl. (laughs) So the family hits it off. uh, And the next day, they're all hanging out in the snow. They have a great fun time together. But then something really disturbing happened. They play one, two, three, jump. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jeff? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Can you describe it for our listeners? Yeah, that's the game where you go one, one two, two, three, jump. jump. Where you have a little girl or a little boy in between. And then you pick pick them up by the arms and then dislocate their arms from the socket. Right. That's how it goes traditionally. But who is the child between? Shimoni. Oh, no. <laughs> you just you just wanted to say that. Would you play one, two, three, jump with me, a friend? Let me tell you, that's totally reserved for married couples. That is... Only for marrieds. Or, I mean, or if you're, like, engaged or... It's reserved for parents. It's reserved for partners. Yes. With their spawn. I would not play 1-2-3-Jump with any of our friends. It would be too intimate. How are we going to pick up a one of our friends, though? No, no. <laughs> I would not play 1-2-3-Jump with Cece and one of our friends. Oh, so she's just like this huge interloper, in my opinion. Ugh. So while all this lovey-dovey relationship stuff is happening, there's a strange side B-plot, and that's with the coach. Mm-hmm. So Claire's coach decides to come visit her up at rehab. He comes up and immediately becomes an antagonistic force. Right, before he was just like, Claire, you gotta tighten up those curves. Tighten up the turns. That's how you say it. The twirls. The twirls. You gotta twirl better, Claire. But now, all of a sudden, he comes driving up in his fancy clothes, and the music's like... Classic villain music. But like, circus villain. Not just a normal villain. Like, he just shaved off his dastardly mustache. (laughs) Definitely. He keeps pushing her to practice and pretend the injury will be fine, while Luke encourages Claire to rest. And Luke is all about showing Claire that life after being a professional athlete isn't so bad. Yeah. Luke has all these stories of after he quit hockey, his life got to slow down. The mm-hmm. pressure was gone. You know, Claire's complaining a bit about how much pressure is on her. She's getting lectures from her mom about living her life instead of just focusing on the dance. And I totally agree with Luke and uh, Claire's mom because at this point it really appears that Claire's foot and leg is being held together by scotch tape and wishes. Right. Okay, so our coach really quickly injures himself because he's city folk and he can't uh, wield an axe at the big axe-wielding festival in town. He has this weird jealousy for Luke, I think. And like I said, it's not a romantic triangle or anything like that. Right. He just is jealous that Claire is spending all her time with Luke instead of training. Because this coach has gold stars in his eyes. He sees the championship (laughs) and he wants that championship. Yes, he does. While the coach is injured, Luke and Claire get a great opportunity to uh, go out on a snowmobile, have some fun and get their first kiss interrupted by a text message. Right. Yeah. Text messages always interrupting kisses. No. So yeah, because there have been times before when I've wanted to kiss you, Jeffrey, and if I've gotten a text, I haven't been like, well... It's off. I guess we can't kiss today. It's off. Maybe next week. You can still kiss if you get a text. You don't have to immediately open it. 
in reply. In fact, that's pretty rude. Don't do that. Move <laughs> your phone away, you know? Especially if it's a first kiss. Yeah. Who got the text? It was her, right? From her coach? Her. And they're both like, oh, oh. Yeah. You better answer that. No. Oh, boy. The next scene that really caught my attention was when Claire is coaching uh, Chamonix because Chamonix wants to be a figure skater like Claire, not a hockey player like her dad. So the evil coach interrupts, giving sarcastic compliments to Chamonix and then just all out yelling at Luke and Claire. Um, do you remember Chamonix's face during this scene, Jeff? Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It yeah. is the most convincing performance of an upset child. Yeah, it, it's gut-wrenching. Right. I feel like the scene is totally unrealistic just because the dad should kick this dude's butt for making his daughter just make that face. Right. Yeah, Luke just kind of takes it in stride when he should be real angry. Yeah, I'm really mad. I mean, this girl isn't my daughter, but she looks so uncomfortable. Like, she's definitely going to need counseling. All the rest helps Claire, and she goes on to regionals. Right. So she goes back to her town, leaves Luke and the daughter, Shimoni, and everybody's sad. But there's no big falling out. There's no falling out at all. Claire just says, well, I gotta go. And they said, and Luke says, you gotta do what you gotta do. Mm. And she goes back, goes to regionals, wins it, and as she... Exiting the ice rink, she tells Coach, I'm done. I'm not going to Nationals. You can coach this other woman right next to me. Anna, yeah. Anna. So we have our cake and eat it too because she wins. She She doesn't win Worlds. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to Worlds. Oh, that's right. The Olympics. It's Worlds. They did not have the rights (laughs) to say Olympics, so they called it Worlds. Oh my gosh. She got a silver in Worlds. After she wins, she goes back to rehab town, meets up with Luke, and it's a nice happy ending. Her mom's there also, by the way, and her mom ends up hooking up with the Luke's friend and co-owner of the little shop that they run. It's a great B-plot, and her mom is a really good voice of reason throughout the movie, except at the end when she ruins all credibility by asking for us some more. There's like silence between those two syllables. She makes it two separate words. Ugh. Could it? But oh wait, she also calls it a some more. Yeah. Can I have a some more? (laughs) And then her love interest says, oh yeah, and there's some more where that came from too. Ugh. That's gonna be a great sound for everyone to hear. I want to make one observation before we head into the bingo section of the show. Mm-hmm. This whole time watching this movie, I was saying, oh, wow, Claire's not a very good actress, but, you know, it's got to be hard to find that double threat. Right. That actress who can also <laughs> figure skate, because there's a lot of figure skating in the movie. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's fine. Like, that's totally excusable, because they first had to find a figure skater and then find out which one could it also act? So that's fine. Because the kid's better than she is. Everyone is better than she is. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the mom's better. Oh, yeah. They're all, she's outclassed in the acting world, but she's way better than everybody else at figure skating, so I think that's fine. Um, except at the end of the movie, 
I realized, oh, no, that's a body double. We slowed it down to see if it was her. It was very obviously not her. No, it wasn't. So, she's not a figure skater at all, this actress. She's just bad. (laughs) Okay, so I think let's go through our bingo list here real quick. City Folk. Yes. Double. Holly. No. Shimone? Yeah, a Shimone. <laughs> Grinch. Yeah, she's a little bit of a Grinch. She's she? not 100% Grinch. She's a Grinch light. Grinch light. Grinch light. Grinch Sin- light. Single dad. Yes. Mr. Hockey player with a divorced wife. Mm-hmm. Recent death. Oh, yes, recent death. Claire's dad recently died, and at the very beginning, Claire is telling her mom, I have to push hard, and Claire's mom full on says, well, your dad always pushed hard too. Maybe if he didn't, he'd still be here with us. Oh, (laughs) so he died in a freak ice skating accident too. And I guess Claire doesn't get upset at this really harsh rebuke from her mom she's just like i'll keep i'll keep making these christmas cookies quitting job ding 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 unrealistic career and lifestyle so her career was an ice skater but she was actually good like she was on her path to the olympics and she lived with her mom and her yeah. mom was wealthy somehow and we don't really know why yeah no that's Probably fine that big, that big legal settlement from her oh husband's death Jeez. ice skating. Teenage Wasteland. No teenagers, but Chamonix is a bit older than usual. She's like nine-year-old. Do you remember Christmas is about? I don't remember. I don't think they said it. Miracle. No, no miracle. Interrupted kiss. Oh yeah, we gotta interrupt that kiss with a little ding. Romantic treated injury. Oh, if we needed to fill the bingo card with romantically treated injury, because yeah, when she falls through the ice, and then just anytime her ankle's hurting. Well, the whole movie, the plot is that she has a romantically treated injury. She yes. goes to the. It's a rehab stint. But then there are sub injuries as well. Sub injuries. And sub romance. Secondary romance? Yep, we got it. Mom and friend. And friend who plays Betty's dad on Riverdale. Oh, yeah. He was good in that, too. Oh, he was creepy in that. He wasn't creepy in this. Falling together in snow. I think there was purposeful falling together in snow to make snow angels. For sure. And finally, waiting slash skeptical for snow. No, they're in a giant pile of snow the whole time. Yeah. Well, I think my foot just fell through the ice, so I guess we should go. And we'll see you again tomorrow. All right, happy holidays and Merry Christmas.